I would go. I and, don't know that a lot of people would, but I would go. And, and here's the thing. Like, I know my kids are into um, to music, but more importantly, which, I mean, that takes in person. Like, Rachel talks about this. She goes, hey, when you're, um, when you're in choir, your heart is in syncopation with other people. But I know more importantly, your kids are in um, sports. And I go, okay, so Oregon's shut down, California shut down, Washington shut oh, down. You're hitting a hot button you right go, now. You go to Arizona, <laughs> and all of a sudden, your kids, they have an opportunity for sports, yep. for, let's just say, better improvement for themselves. Oh, no. Not just better improvement for themselves. You talk about uh, scholarship opportunities, even if not just scholarship opportunities, school opportunities, NFL opportunities, and you go... We're depriving them of that by where we live. So Literally how like a Snapchat too. How this, are we making those? This is the worst part is I feel bad for you guys because I go, you guys literally had kids getting into college and late high school level in a really bad time because they're all screwed. They're all getting deprived of something that is like every other kid literally for generations before. You play high school sports, you get into college, and I'm like, man, Kara's kids are getting screwed completely out of that. Well, and it's not based. Uh, it's yeah, not you based, opened up. I mean, you say it's based on science, but if you look at the actual numbers, it doesn't justify the shutting down of an entire state, taking kids out of schools, out of sports, shutting down restaurants, shutting down businesses. You're ruining people's lives, and not only just their lives, but it's generational, mm-hmm. right? Because this person now loses their job, mm-hmm. they have to do something different, and that affects their kids. And it could potentially financially affect their kids. And that's health. something we don't talk about a lot. Like, I think we're so focused on what happens to us right now. We don't, we don't talk about like, oh, my, my grandpa my, or my dad, my grandpa, my great grandpa, my great grandpa, right. what they were. And now you're looking at that, which is interesting to me because I don't think that's a thing we talk about right now. What, what generationally you're going to, the lineage, I should yeah. say, or the legacy that you're going to leave behind. We don't talk about that a lot, but right now you're focused on it probably more than ever. And this is why I hearken back to what we said earlier, where you go, you know, are we, are we focused on what the long-term effects are of it? And you go, oh, but you well, know now we're looking at that. We've never looked at that before. We've been very self-centered on what's happening I, I in here and now. I know this is going to be something that you probably both shy away from a little bit, but like something that's been floating around in like the Democratic Party for a long time is reparations, Right. So reparations meaning... I'm not paying you to squat, Aaron. Right. So reparations meaning, you know, if you're a, a black person today and you can trace back your ancestry to slavery, that you should deserve something now, like in the form of financial compensation. It happens because, with Indians. Because your, your ancestor was a slave and deprived right. of rights and considerations that... Right. Like the Indians. That, the, right. That went through generations. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like historically the sort of Republican or conservative viewpoint is like, well, no, because if you if you are born into society, you make really good choices, and you just try to like not get a girl pregnant before you choose, you know, you're married, Did and that. you graduate high school and you have a job, you should be able to make yourself like mm-hmm. into the one percent. Mm-hmm. So everything you guys are saying right now, to some degree, is kind of the opposite of that, where you go, this is causing negative financial harm to our future. Well, if you look at the state of Oregon when it was founded in what 1859, mm-hmm. like you it's on literally the flag as a black person you could not own land mm-hmm. period yeah so you basically ran every person who wanted to live in oregon who was of a different color chinese japanese black anybody else they could not own land mm-hmm. you ran them out of oregon right but if mm-hmm. you choose to stay you chose to be poor that's interesting because we say we're the north and we were like pro 
you know, whatever, uh, not, we were pro anti-slavery, right? right? Yep. Yet we had laws like that. That's odd. Yeah. And that just left people of color in a terrible spot. And it wasn't until, uh, it was Republican. I'm just going to say with your goatee, you look, you know, you look good. Thank you. Um, I can't remember, um, the Republican kind of changed some of the laws, but it was like the 1960s and fifties and sixties when things started to change. So you're looking at our grandparents, if you're a minority and it's your grandparents, it's their first opportunity to have success in Oregon, right? And how many other states were like that? So you're exactly right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you talk about generationally speaking that affected people of color. Absolutely. hundred mm-hmm. percent. They are feeling the effects of generational poverty. So you're looking at that right now going, okay, if I want to gener- generationally affect my family, what are the moves I make right now? What Absolutely. would you, what would you do right now? If you, you if, have- if right now was going to carry on to the future, let's pretend status quo is right now. Cause it's looking like that might be right. Yep. If, if this is how it is right now, it's going to, Biden came out and said, this is the way it's going to be. For the next four years, what would you do? Why don't you be brutally if, honest? Because you've brutally honest. Brutally don't honest. get fired. If, if I'm in charge, you have to you have to open everything up. You have to. But we're not. No, we're, but Oregon's not. So what are you doing? As a family. Oh, yeah. As, as a, a family, family, you're making head of household okay. decision right now. So Andrew, as a family, I have removed my elementary school kids from. Salem Kaiser Public School District because that is a trust me I know this Salem Kaiser School District Kara and Rachel my wife have been discussing this and talking about it right now freaking joke and I will tell you over the last three weeks in Alpha Omega Academy right that their online school that's when we're using they have learned things in a three week period that would have learned in probably a year worth of well here's like uh, what maybe people don't understand. This is like for you, Aaron. Johnny, I came home to help him with a quiz today. So I had to run home and I said, let me just get him on a quiz today. And then I just asked him, I said, hey, what do you like about homeschool right now? And he goes, but the breaks. Well, in the breaks right now, which are very common in throughout, he gets to do whatever he wants. When you're at school, to do whatever you want is socialize and be, and understand playground etiquette, right? Yep. And that's a, that's a, that's a skill building life tool. Yep. At home, it's let me get on Video stupid freaking Minecraft mm-hmm. or let me get on YouTube or whatever it is that you go, that's that's not life building. There's nothing edifying about that. And then you're disconnecting from education. And I understand that people are like, well, so is recess. It's not. It's, it's disconnecting from education into a um, consumer driven video game world and then trying to get back into education. And when you do that over and over and over again, it, like psychologically, that's just not a good thing. Right. Well, God did not make kids people. Don't bring God into this, please. Andrew. To be that's, alone, to be isolated and alone. I don't. And when don't you have a that. government <laughs> that is doing everything possible to remove God from the state, mm-hmm. right? And you have a governor who, who does not go to church. That's why you get your 25% in the church and 75% in the grocery she store. She just doesn't right? like church. It just, there's no arbitrary reason this why you make that decision. This is where I want to punch people in the stomach who aren't smart. I, I well, bet you would probably be thrown in jail if you punched our governor in the stomach. Yeah. Risk I'm not sure. Here's the other thing. We have elementary kids. There's certain kids. countries I'm willing to go to jail in and certain countries I'm not. America, yeah, I'm not there yet. <laughs> we have high school kids, too, that we're trying to prepare for college. And we have friends outside the state that are doing very well preparing their kids for college and sports. In what state? We Tennessee? have a junior year. We have a junior. The junior year, as we all know, is the year that 
college looks at you for sports. SATs, SATs. sports, grades. This is where you get your scholarships. And that's where Tyler is right now. we've invested in whatever we can do Mm -hmm. to help him succeed. And boom, now we're in this Mm -hmm. position. And he has three classes. Three. That he's on school. He's on three classes. Three Three. classes. And he goes to school two days a week. What are you for? Tuesdays and Thursdays. And there's no repercussion for turning in assignments late. And you can redo every test. What is oh, that? Have teach- you had a conversation uh, with anybody in gross. the school district? What does this teach your kid about how to There's approach but I, what do in education? What conversation have you had with the school? None. But None? Does it, well, no, but doesn't this but, kind of go back to a time where it's like you don't send your kids to school to like learn how to be in life? You teach that at home? I mean, isn't this yeah. kind of a little bit of that where it's like, okay, so we have to take more of that on our backs and go, we need to teach you how to... Yes. Yes, yeah. but yes. How many parents do that in today's society? You got a mom that works, a dad who works, and right. then they but come did they, they not do it, do it because they don't want to, or because it's just been too easy for generations? Not it's to. too easy for generations not to. Where so is this a bad thing or a good thing that we have to uh, learn how to do that here? It's the same as sending your kids to church and never talking about God in the home. It's the exact same thing. You send your kids to school, and you never have conversations about school in the home. Right? Do, you feel, do you feel like we might have to sacrifice a generation in order to learn this lesson? I was willing I to sacrifice the millennials. <laughs> no. <Okay>. You <laughs> are one, sir, so fall on the sword. I, I am. I'm willing fall to fall on the sword, on the sword for this one. You're a pretty it. good one. I'll give you credit. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> but you got to That's the last so. credit I would love to, like, here's another point that I would love to bring up, is that my older two boys feel like because they are white males, it's interesting how they talk now about sports. Good looking white males, I might add. Well, Thanks. But they have but every they disadvantage. Have every we, disadvantage. That's no. not saying me. That's my daughter who's going. Wait, Man, I want to hear more about that. They are well, really good. So for I just example, want to clarify. I'm not praying. I got on, it. Okay, you got it. On high school boys. Okay. <laughs> for example, <laughs> I'll give you. You have a daughter. Perfect okay. example right yeah. now. They're playing seven on seven football at a comp- competitive level. They had a trial for a team. It's called E Force, and they're tra- playing E-Force. seven on seven. And there is this, there's two teams. There's this, the Valley Capitals, which is a Salem area team. There's a Portland team that's called Legacy. And then there's the top team, which is called Breed. Mm-hmm. And if my kids were they not say, white, they would be mm-hmm. on the top team. What? What does that mean? It means that when you walk onto a football field, a basketball court, a, uh, a track, if you, you can have almost the exact same physical characteristics as someone who's a different color and you are not going to get the same look. Hmm. Where my 6'2", 185 pound junior. Is that all? 185 pounds? What do you weigh? Jeez. Is that all? <laughs> 230? I'm 245, man. <laughs> anyway, it's interesting because I feel like it there's is. some well, it, something to be said for that. It's, it's, it's like uh, intersectionality. You know, it's like you... you place higher in the level of intersectionality. Like if you're a white male, you're at the lowest in the intersectionality. If you're the more things you are, you know, different race or different religion or different sexual preference, you place higher, you get preference. But I I really want to vet this out because I understand we say this. Okay. But when the rubber meets the road, are we willing to do it? Okay. Because you, Uh, you, right. This is no, because this, this is where you're at. You're vested. You, yeah. How many years have you been on the force in Kaiser? 18. 18 years you're vested. Kara, how long have you been working? Working? At this At place. this dealership. Oh. 
10 years, ten. right? Ten. So you've been yeah. 10 years vested. You've got 18 <laughs> years vested. You guys are a dual income household. You're the dream team. You've got your, your kids, you know, you're raising here in Oregon who all they know is Oregon, right? Mm-hmm. And granted, there might be life better on the other side, but you don't know yet. You're vested in Oregon. And yes, Oregon policies suck. Our mm-hmm. governor sucks. She can hear that. She sucks. Okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm sure she's a good person. Yeah. Mm, mm. I'm not actually. Are yeah. you Are you willing to concede that? I'm I not willing to concede that. Th- yeah. I don't think she's a good person. Okay. And and so you go, okay, all these she's things. She's like the villain on The Incredibles. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's yeah. a good analogy. Good that's job. what she looks like. Okay. And so you go, <laughs> you guys are this invested and you know, you know what the, where the chips lie right now. And you go, I understand there's better opportunities because I don't think you're unique to, to circumstances in Oregon. You know there's better opportunities and we're just going to use Arizona as the uh, as sure. the playground. I mean, there's Tennessee, there's Texas, there's other places that have this. And you know, if I was to uproot right now, pull everything out, I lose 18 years at the force. I lose 10 years at my job and I'm taking my family to a brand new uh, arena a brand new uh, friend for uh, friend mm-hmm. uh, um, whatever social interaction and everything I have to restart. But I understand there's opportunities there. Are you willing to do that? So here's what the opportunities I do take is I take the opportunities to have these wonderful political conversations. I love these that. wonderful religious conversations about oppression like and the way that the government acts. And I teach my kids the right way to respond to those things. So, and I so love really that because I do that too. What, because I, I go, my kids are living in the best opportunity. We talked about this last week. I go, like World War II was a great, op- like it's just one of the most phenomenal things that's ever happened. It was tragic, yes. But I go, kids, you're living in a historic moment. Go ahead. Yes, but I think you guys are all making the case for, you are understanding the sort of tyrannical behavior of government and you're teaching your kids differently in hopes that they go out and be behave as better citizens. And I hope that too, because technically my son is going to be like a constituent of your kids. Your point point two, son. So I really hope you guys did it right because I want better politicians than what I have right now. Hey, let me just tell you this right now. I I understand because you're a very young parent. Also, Kara would like to talk. Yeah, but she's a woman, so she'll have to wait. Okay. (laughs) Punch you in the stomach. I can say whatever. Oh my gosh, today. You are exactly who I thought you were. Super side note. We had a a semi-company meeting today and she roasted me on like several, and I don't even think I've heard the most of it that all the um hr violations i made today yes i said i would like a remote where i could say stop pause delete and then i think my comment to you was eh, i don't care anyway <laughs> um there, there's a couple things with your kid right now he's how old six months six months so really just barely even counting as a full kid very yet. cute okay <laughs> he is very cute a lot of hair and and we follow him on instagram he's a very cute kid mm-hmm. but there's a lot of things that happen when you just have one kid when you have Two kids, everything changes, okay? When you have three kids, things change even more, okay? And when you have four kids, it's like one kid. Like if you could, I think if uh, if, uh, Andrew and Kara go, like all three other kids went somewhere and they only had one kid, they'd be like, it it was like no kids. It's liberating to them. We went to Palm Springs and only had two kids. They're like, it was liberating. They're like, I don't have kids. How in the world? So just know know that. One kid right now feels like I'm in the Great Depression. Just know this. When you have have multiple kids, it shapes who that kid is. So you can't just say, hey, hopefully you're shaping who my kid is because you're in charge of that as well by having more to do with that. Well, I. Yeah, go ahead. I think that like every, 
<laughs> Every year you take, like my kids in public school, I always said, we're going to take it one year at a time and every kid is going to respond differently. If they start going down a bad path, we will make a change. Mm-hmm. And same yeah. with like, but are living. you willing if, to make that major change? Hundred percent. If you we were hundred percent, I didn't hear it. No, from no, 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 no. Like, like move I the think, state. Yeah. If we were, I wanted to move to Oklahoma. Like, no. As soon as no, the like, tornadoes. We're te- if there's we're teaching and we're doing everything we can, and we go, Lord, this is what do we need to do here? Because there is good that comes out of bad. I believe that hundred percent. You can learn a lot. You can grow. You're fine. But if if our kids are getting lost to a society that is seemingly going, oh, we're losing them. Absolutely, I would yank them yeah. as fast as I well, could, like, blink. That's a good point. If our kids lost sight that God is the God of this world and that they, their political viewpoints hmm. started changing because of the public education system, 100%. That's a no-brainer. Yeah, I, no I understand you say it's a no-brainer, but I, I want to make sure we understand this point. Because you okay. say it's a no-brainer, but, but I want to... I don't because know. We're not there yet. You're not we, there yet. And how these... much are you justifying? Because there's some there's things I know about you that are similar to my situation, yeah. okay? But you know you, the heart of your kid. Well, I understand the heart of your kid, but you have this. four kids that you have to take into consideration. Yes. You have a mother-in-law that lives with you, and uh-huh. you have your dream home. And so when you say absolutely 100% in a heartbeat, except... But I, I have all these things in Oklahoma consideration. City? Like, we can have the same Is your home? mother-in-law willing to move with you? Probably. She probably would, but is that? I'm but, just saying. You're saying all this. This Jenny, is great. We can move to cheek, Oklahoma. Yeah. But are you willing to enact on it? That's that's my if question. If we're losing the heart of our children, you're losing yes, your job. Absolutely. Andrew's losing his that's job. Okay, but I, I would get a new job that. anywhere. Mm-hmm. And Kara's really really smart. I think I don't need to know what the line that. is because I think here's the important question: is is there a line? Because I think about this too. Mm-hmm. Is there a line in which you would go if government crosses that line? I would make a move. If the if, government forced us to enforce Thanksgiving, but in places we don't, if they forced of. us, if they said you shall and you will, and my city manager and my police chief said you will enforce Thanksgiving gatherings, that's the line that I would have drawn. Okay, let me just reference Done. this really quickly because one of the reasons we all enjoy the freedoms and liberties that we are all com- complaining about right now that we don't have is because a bunch of colonials in 1776 got mad that they got taxed on tea. Right, and that was the line they drew, where they were like, "Which yeah. tea's garbage?" And we all know that. And they, and they, they, really if we were taxed on coffee, we would be coffee, beer, or and hard here liquor, we're like, we "Listen, would... I'll wear a mask, I'll close my business down, I'll take my kids out of school, but I will not do anything more than that." But that is so much right there. That's why I think this Proud Boy movement. Which we started the conversation is really interesting. Well, nobody knows that because I didn't hit the record button until now because you guys. Well, that's why we started it. This Proud Boy movement that's happening is basically defying all of those things, right? They're Mm -hmm. saying that we're not going to do it, but they're not doing it. I mean, they're doing it by force. They're basically Mm -hmm. saying, if you oppose us, we're going to fight you. Yeah. Hey, which I kind of love that. So it's in a storyline. When you look back in history, you're going to see Antifa and the Proud Boys, right? Mm And, and BLM has even taken a back seat these days to those two big groups. Mm-hmm. Except I look at this and I go, okay, if you're going to go back to the Civil War, which I understand I'm not supposed to say civil. Because it's revolutionary. revolutionary. No, forget that. That's not what it's called. That's not called the Revolutionary War. You can call the Ducks versus the Beaver Civil War. But yeah, but it's civil it's civil. I'm talking about the Civil War. It's not Got called it. the Revolutionary War. Okay. Uh, when oh. you talk about the... Are you guys serious right now? When you talk, I, about, the, when you talk about the South oh, versus the North, what was the South considered? Racist. I know, but like when when it came, like when they were when they were fighting against each other, who they <laughs> thought was going to win? South. 
Why do they think the South is going to win? Because why would they? What do you mean by that? I don't know. The South thought they were going to win. Right. I mean, the, the, the North was like a bunch of farmers and, and people who had pitchforks and stuff. And so they were like, they probably couldn't win. And so when you go and you fast forward to the new Civil War, let's just call this the new Civil War. Let's say it's going to be Proud Boys or whatever. It's just a bunch of states saying, hey, we're more, we have more conservative values and, and, and we, this is, this is what we want in the Constitution. This is what we want to, we value and we want to hold true to. Then who are you siding with? Are you siding with the people who don't have guns? Cause I think, if you rewind back to the Civil War, we had a, we had people with guns and we had people with shovels, right? Well, I think yeah, and, and gun- you and you re- and you fast forward now and you go, we have people with guns and we have people. Heck, with but these are muzzle loaders. These yeah. are semi-automatic, fully. I get it. It's rifles. different. I get it. It's different. But you still have okay. So and you- technically, one of the biggest reasons that the, and to answer your question. Most people thought the Union was going to win the Civil War, not for any other reason. I don't reason. think they thought that. No, they absolutely did because there was sheer numbers. I mean, it was yeah. like literally yeah, 10 to 1. Yeah, from the numbers they thought It was that. Okay, literally fine. 10 to 1. It was like the Russians in the in the um, in World War II. It was like they aren't that well equipped, but there's so many of them we can't possibly beat them. So. Even if we used all our bullets, it's fine. It's kind of like us against China, right? We need AR-15s. Okay. But, 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 but this is what I'm saying. saying so, that the Proud Boys have all the guns and Antifa doesn't? I'm saying they the people rocks. that are picking the, the sides that we're picking, okay? Yeah. So if we're picking the more conservative, if we're going to move to Arizona, the sides that have the guns, yes, yeah. which would be the proud, more aligned with the Proud Boy. I'm not right. trying to pin you down to Proud Boys. Or, or versus the Antifa, the people that have, you know, the, the homemade... Um, Molotov cocktails. Sure. Yeah, right. Those are the, yeah. Who are you aligning yourself with? Because you go, they, they don't have the... They're not equipped, right? Listen, they're... Uh, Antifa, you're looking what do you mean at... They're your, pretty Antifa, pretty you're looking at your what? gang members, your criminals. You're looking at everyone who wants to thwart government Oops. authority, right? That's who you're looking at Antifa. So, yeah, they're pretty well equipped. Equipped with what? what? With all stolen rifles and guns. No, and, I don't think they are. I think they're equipped nah. with... I think they are. I, I, well, okay, I don't care. Uh, I don't. That doesn't, looking, that doesn't. That's not factual to me. Did you see the red house and then the? But what I'm saying uh, is they're the not autonomous zone in Seattle. They were guarding that place with rifles. I understand they do that, but I'm not sure they're. <laughs> I'm not sure all of their constituents no. are equipped with that. No, what I'm saying is they're willing to do that. So what you're conflating is their willingness to do something versus what they actually have. Here's okay? my deal. If you take you have Antifa the far far left, right? Mm-hmm. I think that they're probably. Pretty well equipped and highly motivated. Some of but those people. Anybody on the left, you go just mediocre left to the far left, that little gap in between, they're the anti-gun, anti-person. That's but what I'm they saying. they have to align so, with somebody, they're going to go with Antifa. That's what I'm saying. Everybody on the right, if they have to align with the Proud Boys, everybody on this line over here has guns. That's what I'm saying. Everybody. So Antifa says, okay, maybe you're saying they're well equipped. They have guns. Fine. So you have a small pocket small of people population. that have guns. They recruit all the other, uh, I don't Liberals, know, window, like, uh, what do they call that? Um, you know, basically visual effects that have, they, you know, they don't have any guns, but they have nice bodies. And then you have the people that have the the Proud Boys that, that have guns. And then they go, hey, let's recruit the people with more guns. Right. So then you have an army full of guns where you right. have Antifa that says, hey, we have some guns. And then we have a bunch of people that are willing to die. Right. Yep. That may or so, may not be willing And to listen, if you and me and this group right here had to, 100%, had to make a decision, Antifa or Proud Boys, where would you end up? Proud Boys. You would end up more with Proud Boys because but, of their their viewpoint, not the way that they enact their viewpoint, but their, their any, morals, some any, of their morals he, and their Here's decisions. the interesting thing is that like 
I don't think any, I would. I don't think anybody in this group right now wants to necessarily align based on their race. That's no. not what we want to do. No. We 100% not. Nobody no. brought that up. Why did you bring that right. up? I did. Right. And here's why. <laughs> because I think that a lot of political, socioeconomic groups today are choosing who they are based primarily on sex. Pigmentation. Yeah. Sex. And, and the color of your skin. And hey, I think, if we're picking up but, sex, but what's the side that's having more sex? What's the side that's having more sex? I don't know. The answer to your question. I'm going to set that aside. I don't know the stats. I'm going to set that you, aside. You won. You won. I don't know. Okay. There we go. I, but here's my point. That's a call to win because I finally threw is you that, off. Is that we don't want to align that way, but if the political spectrum continues to go down the road Appropriate it is, for kids? and we were no. forced to align with somebody, it's like Jordan Peterson says. He says, we don't want to play race politics, but if we're forced to, then you're, the other side is going to lose because right. there's a lot of people who would go, listen, I don't want to do this, this group included, but like we don't, we don't want as a society to get into race wars. Like mm-hmm. that is not the idea. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's what any of us want. And I think that's the unfortunate part when you have Antifa and you have Proud Boys is that it's basically just saying, Hey, we agree that there's going to be some sort of a racial war of some sort, right? Because that's kind of what it is. I mean, to some extent, it's like BLM and, you know, race politics versus it's basically the antithesis of that. And I feel like that that is, it's sad that that's what it's mm-hmm. coming to. That isn't based on ideas, good and bad, in religion, like do you believe in God or don't you? It's just boiling down to race to some extent. And then I feel like it's sad. Mm-hmm. Good. Just to be clear. If you good don't, job getting me off track. You're welcome. He tried. Yeah. yeah. You did throw you off for just a second. You got me. And if you don't <laughs> believe in God, I just want to be clear. You're going to hell. <laughs> sure. <laughs> or limbo if you're Dennis. Okay. Or what was they they call that purgatory? Purgatory. I yeah. don't know. Is you that guys, limbo? You guys educated me last yeah. time. I don't know. I'm not a freaking you theolo- That is limbo. Well, from what I understand. Anyway. What? Purgatory. purgatory. Yeah. It's the yeah. waiting place. The waiting place. This is super fun. Good talk. Yeah. yeah. Wait till we get to religion part 2 cuz we're going to definitely going to get in there. So definitely three opinionated guys and one female. <laughs> <laughs> the strongest female. Female's opinions don't matter. <laughs> oh my god. No, they do. They it's do just, if you want to have sex. It's-